You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello everyone, welcome to the December 23rd episode of the Bacon Bets podcast, the holiday episode. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. I've never met a single person who celebrates Kwanzaa, but I'm sure there are at least a few of you out there. Happy holidays, everyone. But, just because we are entering the holidays, that doesn't mean the road to 272 bets takes a break. We go through Christmas. Actually, there are games on Christmas this year, so I'll be sweating those out. Um, road to 272 bets. I went 9-7 and seven last week. One win short of the victory song, but I will take 9-7 and seven for plus 1.3 units. I'll take that, given how crazy last week was with all the COVID stuff. I locked in my be- all my bets Tuesday night before recording, as you know if you listen to last week's episode. And then Wednesday morning, the... COVID results just started coming in, and uh, I, f- I I didn't go back and double-check this, but I feel like every line that moved like went the opposite way. Uh, I can't think of a single one off the top of my head where um, it worked in my favor for me betting on the game on Tuesday night. Uh, one of them, I mean, the biggest one that worked against me uh, was the Browns. I got it at minus three. It closed at plus three, and then they lost by two. So they covered on the closing number, but I'm a man of my word. I go by what I lock it in at Tuesday night. And even though at that point in time, I believe Case Keenum was supposed to start, maybe Baker Mayfield, um, I said minus three. They didn't cover the minus three. I'll take that as a loss. So nine and seven still, plus 1.3 units. This brings my season total to 128 wins, 95 losses, and one push. 
Now, last week, I corrected a correction, but I also, it turns out I was still wrong with my record. Now, my units uh, is a lot easier to track for some reason because I'm, I'm keying those in every single time right. But whether it's a win or a loss, for some reason, I just keep screwing that up. So I double-checked everything. Um, I gave myself two losses uh, that were actually wins just in the win-loss column of my spreadsheet. So my actual record... And this is correct, and if anyone wants to, if for some reason you just want to see if you're, you, can, you can catch me lying, or if you have spare time and you want to, uh, if you want to look over my record, let me know. I will even share with you uh, my Google Sheets doc that has my record, and you can double check it. But I think I have my record correct now, which is 128.95 and 1. The units, I'm 100% sure I do have the units right, though. I'm plus 29.21 units, but once again... Uh, if any of you, for some reason, have no life and you want to double-check my record, I'll, I'll share with you my Google Doc where I have it all copied down. And if you're extra ambitious, go ahead and listen to every single podcast uh, this NFL season and double-check my bets. But I'm pretty sure that's accurate, 128.95 and won the season for plus 29.21 units. Uh, I want to finish above 30 units. We have three, seasons, three weeks left to do that. And I also want to have the victory song one more time. So we fell one win short this week. I want to get 10 wins in one of these last three weeks. We'll see how I do uh, this coming week. Now, I know this is an NFL podcast. Uh, A couple things I do really want to quickly go over, though. Um, My college football bowl record has been abysmal. Uh, Hand up, my bad. (laughs) I mean, I I did decent college football uh, during the regular season. I finished up like eight and a half units, I think it was. Um, but as of this recording, I believe so far in my college football bowl picks, uh, and I did the same thing. I bet on every single college football bowl game like I'm doing in the NFL. Um, turns out that was a bad idea because I believe as of recording this, I think I'm 2-9. and nine. Two wins, nine losses in college football bowl games so far. Uh, as I'm recording this, Army and Missouri's finishing up here. Now, I actually did get CLV, a little closing line value on this, because when I locked it in and I recorded my podcast, and even the next day after I released my college football bowl game podcast, the line was still available. It was Army minus 3.5. It got bet all the way up to 6.5, and, and as of right now, they are up 5. Um, so I'm going to sweat this out live here while I'm recording. Also sweating out a couple college basketball games live. Actually, one's not a sweat. I took Illinois minus 14, and they're up 31, so that's good. Uh, Virginia Tech, I took plus 9 against Duke. They're winning by 4 at halftime, and then 10 minutes into the second half, they're all of a sudden down 11. Oh, scratch that, down 14. Uh, so that was a... Virginia Tech has just blown this game. Um... But I'm sorry, I mean, I probably shouldn't bet games on nights where I'm going to record the podcast because I end up getting distracted, and it took me way longer to write my notes this week than it normally would because I've been sweating several different bets. Uh, I also had the under in Clemson and uh, Virginia, uh, Clemson and, uh, yeah, Virginia in basketball, that hit by two and a half, uh, and sweating in under is always super distracting and, and, and uh, masochistic. The other thing I want to bring up, and this is something I've brought up before, uh, I bring it up every few months because I, I, I mean, obviously I'm ingrained in the sports betting world, so I, I feel the need to bring this up. Um, oh, Army just Army just recovered a fumble. Army takes the ball over eight minutes left. Let's go up five. They score a touchdown. I, I'm going to win that bet. Thank God. I'll be three and nine. Thank God. Three and nine again instead of two and nine. Uh, one thing I want to bring up, the sports betting world, um, and I'm not going to call out any individual person, but um, there have been a few people I've seen over the past couple weeks 
this happens every few months. I, I I don't know what it is. It's like every time when sports betting like gets a little bit of a surge, people get a little uh, start feeling themselves a little bit. Um, once again, not going to name any names because most of the people who are actually doing this are, are most of them are actually people I respect. Um, but I saw someone going on a rant about uh, comparing sports betting to life and how um, uh, sports betting is making them a better person, and people are just starting to wax poetically. Um, about sports betting, and, and, and some people are now putting out grandiose statements about life um, that I guess they feel that they're, like, experts on now because they're good at sports betting. Um, or in one case I'm thinking of, because he has a kid. Um, let's dial it back a little here, people. Let's remember, listen... I take this seriously. I obviously study. I study. I write notes. I, I become prepared. I don't take my job or the fact that I'm in the sports betting industry as a joke. But let's just remember, our careers are gambling money on the results of games meant for children that are being played by adults. Let's let's keep that perspective. There's no relation to real life in sports betting, you know, uh, sports betting, you know, is a microcosm of what it's like to live in this world, and, oh, listen to me and my life advice because I bet on sports? I'm thankful I'm in, in, in this industry, and I do work hard, at least I like to think I do, but if my head's ever so far up my ass that I think I'm, like, some special person because I, I gamble on the outcomes of sporting events for a living, someone slap me in the face. That's all. This kind of happens every few months. Like, uh, we get a little, we start feeling ourselves a little bit. Maybe it has to do with football season. Let's take a step back here, people. I take it seriously, but also I realize this is completely ridiculous that this is even my career. Laugh at yourself, because this is, we're betting on sports. We're degenerates. This is why we do it. We're addicted to gambling on, on, on the outcome of sports. Stop turning it into something it's not. It is what it is. Let's have some fun with it, eh? So I just needed to give that quick little reminder, because once again, I'm seeing, seeing every like six months or so, I, I, I start pe people, start seeing people uh, take themselves a little too seriously, start feeling themselves a little bit. Um, we're degenerates and we bet on sports for a living, so let's, let's, let's all just settle down. Uh, I got nothing else to say, I'm gonna quickly read an ad before we get, uh, into my picks here, but, uh, once again, subscribe to the podcast, rate it, review it, all that stuff helps us. Um, yeah, I already said Merry Christmas, I don't really have anything else to say when it comes to that, so... Quick little ad read, and then, uh, we're gonna get into the NFL Week 16 picks here. Knuckleheads, the Knuckleheads podcast. It brings on some of the best NBA players, past and present, to have totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, and basketball nostalgia. The two hosts are former NBA players Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. Uh, they are lifelong friends and bona fide truth tellers. Listen as they invite special guests, high-profile athletes, musicians, and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture. Named for the on-court celebration they made wildly popular, this unfiltered, hilarious, and surprising podcast is like playing NBA 2K with no fouls. 
I'll be honest, I don't... <laughs> I hope that uh, I hope this doesn't hurt me here, but uh, I don't understand the uh, reference to NBA playing NBA 2K with no fouls. But it's a great podcast, very interesting. Um, I like people who are willing to tell the truth and not just uh, give cookie cutter answers, which is what we're kind of used to in today's media. Um, so go check out Knuckleheads, especially if you're an NBA fan, hosted by Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. All right. Let's get into the NFL Week 16 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. The road to 272 bets continues, my friends. Let's go. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 All right, here we go. Let's get right into my NFL Week 16 picks. Um, as I've explained in the past, um, until sports betting is uh, legal and present in New York City, I will continue to use offshore books. So I have two offshore books that I use. One didn't have two, the lines for two games. Actually, they both didn't have lines for two games, but the ones that one of them was missing, the other one had those two. So um, I did. I was able to lock in a bet for all 16 games as of right now. Um, if any games get postponed to a later day, then the, then, uh, the bet gets refunded, and uh, then I would have to re-bet it. Now, if that happens and the line changes, I will tweet out what I re-bet it at, but let's hope... For goodness sakes, I mean, I am recording this a day later this week than I was last week, so it's Wednesday night I'm recording it this week. Let's hope for goodness sakes we have no uh, games that are postponed. Now, if they're not postponed, the bet won't be refunded. Um, At least the books I've been using at, I learned this last week, they won't be refunded if um, just the line changes. But they only get get refunded if the actual, like, time of the kickoff changes. So if nothing changes, these are my bets because I have all 16 locked in as of recording this. So let's get into it. Thursday night football. Come on, if you know me, you guys know who I'm going to take in this game. 49ers minus 3, minus 115 against the Titans here. This is the a game between a team that I wrote about this week being a good bet to win the Super Bowl, and now they're going up against uh, the team that I've called fraudulent all season. So, of course, I'm going to go with the 49ers here. Um, I locked in my Super Bowl bet on the 49ers this week at 30-1. to 1. Um, I... They're a very good team. I'm not just saying this because they trounced my Falcons last week, but they are fourth in the NFL right now in yards, uh, net yards per play. Jimmy Garoppolo has looked absolutely fantastic the past few weeks. He's actually first in the NFL right now in yards per completion, second in the NFL in yards per pass attempt. So yeah, everyone's talking about Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Matt Stafford, Patrick Mahomes. First in the NFL in yards per completion, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's also second in the NFL in yards per pass attempt. But yet everyone still thinks he's trash. Did he get off to a slow start to the year? Yes. But they've kind of found their groove. Um, To be honest, their defense isn't as good as it has been in years past, but they still have a very good pass rush. Uh, And the Titans stink. Titans 20th in net yards per play. It gets much worse when you look at games without Derrick Henry. Uh, And I've said this in episodes past as well about Ryan Tannehill. He becomes significantly worse without Derrick Henry. And because teams, it's because teams don't need to stack the box against the Titans. 
And if you don't have to stack the box, you can use uh, a lot more players in the secondary, a lot more schemes to defend the pass, and that's what's going on. Tannehill has four touchdowns and seven interceptions since Derrick Henry went down. Four of the six games he's played in, he threw for fewer than 200 yards. That's not good. Over the last three games, they're averaging a measly 4.5 yards per play. That is 27th in the NFL over each team's last three games. This one's a no-brainer for me. If anything, it's a trap, but I try not to believe in traps. I'm going to go 49ers minus 3, minus 115 on Thursday night football against the Titans. Saturday, Christmas. Side note about Christmas, um, The Muppets Family Christmas is the most underrated Christmas movie of all time. When people talk about Muppets Christmas, they talk about The Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh -uh. The better Muppets Christmas movie is The Muppets Family Christmas. If you have a spare 40 minutes, because that's all it is, go to YouTube, because it's on YouTube, and watch it. That is a, might be my number one favorite Christmas movie. Actually, it is. Muppets Family Christmas, my number one favorite Christmas mu uh, movie. It's 40 minutes long. It's on YouTube. And the Swedish chef sings a duo with Big Bird. Um, I wish you merry... Wait. Uh, what song? Merry... Because it ends with Merry Christmas. And the Swedish chef goes, Ooh, blah, Muppets Family Christmas. Watch it. Speaking of which, though, Christmas Day, we got two games on Christmas Day. We're going to start with the Browns and the Packers, and I'm going to take the Browns as 7.5-point underdogs at minus 105 against the Packers. There's just no way I can take the Packers as more than a touchdown favorite in this spot. Browns still rank higher than the Packers in net yards per play. I know that recently they haven't played quite as well. I think the Packers team is being a little bit overrated, though, to be honest. Browns rank third in the NFL in yards per carry, which is exactly where the Packers' defense is vulnerable. Green Bay ranks 25th in opponent yards per carry, allowing an average of 4.5 yards per rush, and they've been even worse in this stat in recent weeks, allowing 5 yards per carry over their last three games. So, if the Browns can establish the run game here in this game, and to be honest, uh, they've kind of struggled with the run recently, but still, I believe in the run game. If they can establish the run, they're going to be able to keep it close against this Packers team. And also, Browns secondary, pretty solid. 12th in opponent yards per pass attempt, 11th in opponent yards per completion. Um, and then watch out for the Browns pass rush. 6th in sack percentage, obviously Miles Garrett. Uh, they're sacking the opposing quarterback on 7.34% of their dropbacks. And the Packers O-line, even though their average in QB sacked percentage... They've just kind of been a banged up unit. They switched around what position all these guys are playing. They're just, they've struggled sometimes against some decent pass, pass rushes. I know the Bears pass rush got to them a few times in the two games they played this season. Um, so I think if Cleveland can establish the run, if they can get after Aaron Rodgers, I think this game's going to be close. I will take the Browns plus 7.5 at minus 105 on Saturday. And then the Saturday night game. Um, as I take a look at this Army score, what's going on? Army got the ball back. Okay, we're looking good there. All right, uh, Cardinals and Colts. Cardinals minus one, minus 110. Sell high, buy low, baby. I've been preaching it all year. The NFL, betting on the NFL, you got to treat it like a stock market. And who's higher than the Colts uh, after beating the Patriots last Saturday night? And then on the, on the flip side of things, who's lower than the Cardinals for losing to the damn Lions on Sunday. Buy low in the Cardinals, and we're going to sell high 
on the Colts. Easy play just for that factor alone, in my opinion. And I think the Cardinals are going to be one of the more, or the, the Colts are going to be like the most bet on underdog this week. But let's everyone just pump the brakes on the Colts here. They are still a completely average team statistically. I'm not ready to call them frauds because uh, I think statistically they're an average team, but people think they're a good team. So it's still, I mean, it's close enough. Uh, but 12th in net yards per play, 12th in offensive yards per play, 22nd in opponent yards per play. Um, they're an average team. They're fine. 19th in opponent yards per pass attempt, though. 18th in opponent yards per completion. 12th in opponent average passer rating. I do think Kyler Murray is going to have a day. Now, I will say, uh, I do have a concern, and that's Jonathan Taylor, obviously. Uh, fantastic um, season he's having. I think he's fourth right now in the MVP odds list. Uh, if he has a good game, he could run all run all over this Cardinals defense. If you remember earlier in the season, I've said that the Cardinals don't have a good run defense, but they have been better over their last three games. They've only allowed four yards per carry. That's 13th in the NFL during that span. So still not fantastic, but they have improved the run defense from where they were at the start of the season. So I'm hoping that they can at least keep him in check. Uh, the Cardinals secondary is still one of the best in the NFL. So if Carson Wentz is going to have to throw the ball, he's going to run into trouble. Um, and also, by the way, I have been hearing people calling the Cardinals frauds. Um, I am the king of identifying frauds, and I'm not ready to call the Cardinals frauds, because I don't think they are. Are they in a rough patch right now? Yes, absolutely. But just because you've had a few bad games... My, see, my definition of fraud is someone who has a very good record, but you look at their stats, and their stats don't match up with their record. Cardinals have good stats, but still, sometimes good teams just play poorly. I mean, not that long ago, the Rams were on, what, a three or four game losing streak, and everyone was calling the Rams frauds, they all suck, Rams stink, and now they've won like two games in a row, and now everyone's calling the, back to calling the Rams you know, a Super Bowl contender. Teams are going to go, every single team goes on a bad stretch of games. You just play bad. It's not even that you're a bad team, you just play bad. I think that's what the Cardinals have done the last two weeks, especially last week against the Lions. The week before, they didn't play bad. Uh, it was against the Rams, wasn't it? They didn't play bad. They just Kyle, Kyler Murray threw a few interceptions that killed them. Uh, I think they get back on track here against a weak uh, Colts secondary. Long-term memory. People say to have short-term memories a lot when it comes to sports. Sports betting, I don't think you should have a short-term memory. I think you should have a long-term memory. This Cardinals team still pretty good. I'll take Cardinals minus one, minus one ten against the Colts on Saturday night. Um, okay, Virginia Tech's covering by the hook with two minutes left, so I'm sure I won't get distracted. Um, oh, and Army's going to have to punt it away again as well. So I'm going to try not to get distracted here, but no promises. Um, if by the time you're listening to this, you already know the results of these games, so we'll see how they go. Sunday slate. I'm uh, going to start with the Buccaneers and Panthers. I'm going to take Buccaneers minus 10, minus 110. I mean, I'm not going to back uh, the Panthers' offense right now. I can't. They're a dumpster fire. They've given up on the season. Uh, we're getting, we're probably getting a couple points of value because the Bucs just got shut out by the Saints, which was a shocking result, to be honest. Shocking result. Um, but they're still one of the top teams in the NFL. Third in yards per play, sixth in opponent yards per play. Very good offense, very good defense. I know Chris Godwin is out. Uh, I know Mike Evans is questionable. I don't think he practiced today. But still, I can't back Cam Newton and the Panthers. Potent, no, not potent. Um, potent's good, isn't it? 
Uh, Cam Newton and Panthers' abysmal offense to be able to keep pace with Tom Brady, even though Tom Brady got shut out last week. They, I mean, 31st in yards per play, the Panthers are. They've only averaged 4.3 yards per play over the last three games. When you don't have McCaffrey, you have no... Uh, you have no weapons for people to be afraid of. They've gone through three quarterbacks this season. None of them have been good. It's a disaster in Carolina. Zero faith the Panthers' offense can keep up with the Buccaneers' offense. So just give me Bucks minus 10, minus 110. Chargers against the Texans. I'm going to, well, another 10-point favorite. I'm going to take the favorite again. Chargers minus 10, minus 110 against Houston. Cannot back the Texans in any way, shape, or form against a competent football team. Uh, I did back them last week against the Jaguars. Um, lost closing line value, but they won outright anyways. Uh, but they're still dead last in net yards per play by a pretty wide margin. I'll back the Texans in certain spots against the bottom teams in the NFL. I will not back the Texans against good teams, and that's what the Chargers are. Uh, we uh, we have so we have uh, a team that's fifth in yards per play in the Chargers, and they're going up against a Houston defense that's 27th in opponent yards per play. So unless you think somehow that Davis that Davis Mills and the Texans offense can keep pace with Justin Herbert going up against one of the worst defenses in the NFL, I mean I just don't see how Houston covers this number at all. Also consider the fact that the Texans get over 70% of their offensive yards through the air. Uh, I think they're like. 6th or 7th or 8th in the NFL in that stat. And now they take on a Chargers team whose strength is their secondary. Non, it's it's already a shitty Texans team going up against a good Chargers team, but it's not a good stylistic matchup for Houston either. So I will take the Chargers minus 10, minus 110. Patriots-Bills. Moneyline underdog alert. Moneyline underdog alert. I kind of stopped being aggressive with my money line underdogs, but I I just don't I don't love any big ones. So, but I am going to take the Bills plus one fifteen here, small underdogs against the Patriots. I know the Patriots ran all over the Bills in their Week thirteen matchup, but that was a weird game. It was windy um, Monday night, and still the Bills had a chance to win that game. Didn't they have like Didn't they drive it all the way down like the Patriots ten yard line and then turn the turn it over on downs late in the game? Um, I think Buffalo gets their revenge here. I expect the weather to be a little bit better. I hope it is. But the Bills still rank 10th in yards per play, 4th in points per play. No reason to believe that Josh Allen and company won't be able to find more success, um, especially considering they torched one of the best pass defenses in the NFL last week in the Panthers. Um, and if Mac Jones is forced to throw the ball, he could run into trouble against a Bills defense that ranks 1st in the NFL and opponent yards per pass attempt, keeping teams to 5.4 yards per pass attempt. Pretty impressive by the Bills. Um, I'll back Buffalo to get the win here against the Patriots. I just think, I, I, I just, statistically, they're a better team. Everything kind of lined up in the Patriots' favor the last time they played, and they still barely snuck away with a victory. Um, just going to take the Bills here. Just a better team. And they're underdogs. Uh, quick score check. Well, Illinois is up 32, so that's one. Uh, Virginia Tech pulled it back within seven with a minute left, so let's go Virginia Tech. Uh, Missouri has the ball, and they are driving. So that's that might be if Missouri scores a touchdown here, that's going to be a stinger. Um, all right, Falcons-Lions. <laughs> Falcons minus five and a half, minus 107 against the Lions is what I got this at. Um, I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, I figured out the Falcons, and my strategy hasn't let me down since. It's very simple. They beat bad teams, and then they will get their asses kicked by good teams. 
I was on the 49ers against them last week. They covered easily against the Falcons. The Falcons are now 0-5 straight up against straight up and against the spread against teams who currently have winning records. Bucks twice, 49ers, Cowboys, Patriots. 0-5 both straight up and against spread against teams with winning records. Against teams with losing records. They are uh, and these are teams who currently have a losing record. They are 5-2, both straight up and against the spread. The losses to teams with losing records came to Washington, which was a very close game. It was a last-second touchdown. Washington scored to win and cover. Um, and the Panthers, uh, the first time they played the Panthers. Um, so 0-5, straight up and against the spread against teams with winning records. 5-2, and straight up against the spread against teams with um, losing records. And then they have two games against teams who are currently 7-7, seven and seven, so 500, so they don't have a winning record or a losing record, they're 1-1 one one in those games. They beat and covered the Saints, they lost and did not cover against the Eagles. Um, also interesting to note, if you've noticed as I was going through those, every game that they've won, they've covered. Every game that they've lost, they haven't covered. Falcons have been a pretty simple team so far this, this season. Um, and when it comes to lines, same thing when I was talking about um, not betting against the Cardinals just because of last week. Don't bet on the Lions solely because of the fact that they beat the Cardinals. They're still well below the Falcons in net yards per play. They're secondary, second last in the NFL next to the Jets. Uh, Tim Boyle might start for the Lions, who threw for 77 yards and two interceptions earlier this year. Um, I will not be betting on Tim Boyle. Uh, that is not confirmed yet, to be fair. I do want to be clear on that. But as of right now, it seems like he's going to start because uh, Jared Goff has the vid. Um, and since I have to bet in my lo- lock in my bets on Wednesday night, I'm not going to lock in a bet that Tim Boyle might be starting. So I'll take my Falcons. I'm just going to continue my theory. I'll bet on them this week because they're playing against a bad team. Next week they play the Bills. Spoiler alert, I'll be on the Bills. I don't care what the spread is. I will be on the Bills next week when they take on the Falcons. Bet on the Falcons against bad teams. Bet against them against good teams. It's been that easy for the Falcons this year, for betting on the Falcons this year. Um, moving on. Oh, Duke just took an 11 point lead. Ah, and Missouri's all the way down to the Army Six. Oh, coming up snake eyes for Ian. Beautiful. Gambler giveth, gambler taketh away. Virginia Tech, I need you to score a basket. Just one basket. 24 seconds left. I need them to just score a basket. Bring it. Isn't. Do I have them plus nine or nine and a half? I'm sorry, I should not be, uh, this is not good podcasting here, but yeah, Virginia Tech plus nine, just give me a push at this point, give me a push, give me a push, give me a push, timeout, they've taken a timeout with 24 seconds left, which seems useless, Illinois won by a million, so that's good, um, pass incomplete, uh, at the Army six, all right, Army, hold, hold for me, all right. I'll do another bet, and then I'll check in on those. Bengals-Ravens. Bengals minus three against the Ravens. I got it at even money. Uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals. First in the NFL right now in yards per pass attempt. That is right. I will repeat that. Joe Burrow and the Bengals are first in the NFL in yards per pass attempt. Now they face a defense that's 30th in opponent yards per pass attempt. Only the Lions and Jets secondary has ranked worse than the Ravens so far this season. I don't think it's going to be a shit-pumping like it was in the first game between these two teams, but Burrow in that game threw for 413 yards and three touchdowns. I expect a similar performance from him this week. Now, Lamar Jackson didn't practice on Wednesday, uh, so Tyler Huntley might start again, but also I kind of 
I don't know if I'm rooting for Tyler Huntley to start. He started in three games a season. He has a completion percentage of at least 70% in all those three games. He's rushed for at least 40 yards in all those three games. He's actually been very good. And those three games game against good defenses in the Bears, Browns, and Packers. So, I mean, if Tyler Huntley starts here, I'd, I think I'd feel more comfortable than Lamar Jackson does. Uh, but anytime you, that you're going to bet a Ravens game, you got to look at their opponent's run defense. Bengals are a top 10 run defense, so it's good there. I was on the Bengals when they played earlier this season. Uh, I'm on the Bengals again. I think I was on Bengals money line because I think they're like a six-point underdog, and I was on their money line. Uh, I'm on them again this week, though. Bengals minus three against the Ravens at even money. Duke won by 11. Fuck! Virginia Tech missed a three-pointer with 18 seconds left, which would have which would have covered in one, and they missed it. Fuck! Missouri scored a touchdown. Fuck! 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 I just rolled snake eyes. Ah! Oh, and they they uh, not only did they score a touchdown, they failed on the two-point conversion attempt, which means all Army needs is a field goal to win by two, which would be great, except for the fact that I got them at, what, minus three and a half, so that's not going to help my cover? I'm going to be two and ten in bowl games. Fuck! Ah, oh, oh, my neck just got really tight. Ah! Oh. God damn! Two games that were coming down right to the end, and they both went against me. I literally just rolled snake eyes. Damn! God damn it! Alright. Alright, sorry about that. Back to... Back to friggin' NFL. <sighs> God, come on, man. Alright, Rams against the Vikings. <laughs> Rams minus three, even money against the Vikings. Um, yeah, I'm on a ton of favorites this week, if you haven't noticed already. Uh, Rams minus three, even money against the Vikings. I don't... If someone can, like, let me know why this is why this spread is three points, I'd love to know, because it makes no sense to me. I think the Vikings are better in the record, but a three-point spread against the Rams? Rams are second in the NFL in net yards per play, second in the NFL in um, net yards per Per play over the sorry, they are third in the NFL in net yards per play, second in the NFL in net yards per play over each team's last three games. 73.98% of their offensive yards gained comes through the air. That is the third highest mark in the NFL, so they're very much a pass first team. Minnesota 26th in opponent yards per pass attempt. Their secondary stinks. They give up an average of 7.1 yards per throw. That seems like a mismatch to me. Uh, and then the Vikings offense usually relies on setting up the run. They obviously run uh, Dalvin Cook a lot, but the Rams rank third in opponent yards per carry. That doesn't seem like a good matchup for the Vikings offense. So if anyone could tell me why it's only a three-point spread, I would love to know. I am going to try not to overthink this one. I'll jump on the Rams minus three at even money against the Vikings. Jaguars, Jets. I'm on the Jaguars. Why? Because everyone say with me now. I've repeated this almost every single episode this season. When two garbage-ass teams... Garbage-ass, bottom-of-the-barrel football teams play against each other. What do we do? We take the underdog. It's worked for me all year. It worked for me last week. I took the Texans against the Jaguars when they were three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Texans won outright. When two trash teams are playing against each other, you don't really know what's going to happen. Just take the underdog. 
Now the Jaguars are only half or only a point underdog, so their money line I got to that minus 105. Um, but also to be fair, Jets second last in net yards per play. Jaguars are 26th, which is also somehow above my Falcons. I would have guessed the Jaguars would be bottom three, but I guess not. Um, the Jaguars also throw the ball a ton. They're sixth in pass rate, and the Jets have statistically the worst pass defense in almost every single statistic. Um, I'm not going to waste any more time talking about this game because it sucks. I'll take the Jaguars because they're a slight underdog. Who knows what happens? Uh, Giants against the Eagles. Ah, so we're just checking this iron. It was 34 seconds left. They're in Missouri territory. They're probably going to kick a field goal and win by two and just screw my bet. Uh, literally, like, when I suffer, like, I don't want to say bad beats, but just, like, stingers at the end of games that could go either way and they go against me, like, I can literally feel it in my neck. My neck gets tight. Ugh. Uh, Giants and Eagles. I'm going to take Giants plus 10, minus 115. If you've listened to this podcast, you know that there's no team I've bet on more than the Eagles this season. Literally. I think there's only been like two, maybe three weeks all year that my money wasn't on the Eagles. But 10 points, in my opinion, is insane. Now, the Eagles actually in the NFL rank first in net yards per play over each team's last three games. I think we're going to see a little bit of regression from them here. I'm not saying they lose... But a double-digit spread in an NFC East game, I just I, I don't love it. The Giants' defense is fine. They're not great, but they're fine. 17th in opponent yards per play, 10th in opponent yards per pass attempt. Um, I know I literally went on a rant like two weeks ago about how I would never bet on Jake Fromm. Um, but I think he's starting this week, so here, here I go. Let's bet on Jake Fromm, I guess. Um, I'm going to regret this. Uh, I do love the Eagles. To be fair, I mean... Pat myself on the back. I've been praising them all season when nobody else was. That's a fact. Go back and listen to old episodes. I've been praising the Eagles all season. Uh, but still, 10-point favorites, divisional opponent. Huge sell-high spot for the Eagles here. Just going to have to plug my nose and, and, and take the Giants. Uh, I'm sorry, Eagles fans. Sorry. Um, ba, ba, ba. All right. Seahawks-Bears. Going to take Seahawks minus 6.5, minus 110. Here's my handicap for this game. of the Bears' offensive yards come on the ground, fifth highest mark in the NFL. Seahawks are second in the NFL in opponent yards per carry, allowing only an average of three-point yards per rush. And here's a little neat fact for you about the Bears' defense. Second last in opponent average team passer rating. Dead last is the Jets, second last is the Bears. So I know Russell Wilson hasn't exactly been himself this season, but I think he can do damage against this Bears' secondary. Bears also 22nd in opponent yards per pass attempt. Another key stat, red zone offense, Seahawks 4th, Bears 29th. Reds, red zone defense, Seahawks 5th, Bears 16th. Finally, one more stat, Bears 31st in 3rd down offense, Seahawks are 7th in 3rd down defense. So this is actually a game where both my gut and my eye test tells me that 6.5 points is too many between two bad teams. But the statistics are showing me that Seahawks are clearly the better team, and they also have a stylistic advantage in this game. So, gotta trust the numbers here. Just gonna take the Seahawks, minus 6.5, minus 110. Now, with that, let's take a quick break. You may or may not hear an ad, uh, and I'll be back here in just a few seconds. Alright, and we're back, and the result of Missouri and Army uh, is finalized, and as I predicted, Army just went down and kicked a field goal to win, but only by two points. So... Uh, closing line value meant nothing. You got it at three and a half, you lost. You got it at six and a half, you lost. I hate when small favorites win but don't cover the spread. Like, I was rooting for Army to 
miss that field goal just because fuck them. Can't believe I two games that I was watching live on this podcast, both came down to a coin flip at the end and both went against me. Snake eyes. Ah. I just doubled on 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 eleven and blackjack, and it, I got a five, and the dealer got twenty. Unbelievable! Oh, someone's bragging about army moneyline on Twitter. Oh, go fuck yourself! Unbelievable! If you're on a two and a half point favorite and you take their money line and then you brag about it when they win by two, go fuck yourself! Ah. God, it hurts my soul. All right, let, let's finish up these last few games here. Chiefs, minus 7, minus 125. Didn't love the juice I got on this, but uh, this line was only available at one of my two books, so I had to take it. Chiefs, minus 7, minus 125. I don't really have anything to say about this game. Do you guys want me to rant about how the Steelers suck again? I've done it every show for the past 10 weeks. They stink. They're third last in net yards per play, dead last in opponent yards per carry. This is one of the biggest mismatches of the season. Uh, the Chiefs' number is still somehow only at a touchdown. The Steelers stink. They're terrible. Chiefs minus seven. Favorite bet of the week. Easy bet of the week. I'd be shocked. It'd be the biggest surprising betting result of the year if the Steelers somehow... Imagine the Steelers somehow win this game. No. Chiefs win this game by double digits. Raiders Broncos at the pick. I'm going to take the Raiders minus 110 here. I will not be betting on Drew Locke. There is no chance of that. Uh, especially not against a top 10 pass defense, which is what the Raiders have. Net yards per play. Raiders rank 7th. Broncos rank 17th. Raiders are at home. They clearly have the better offense. 6th in yards per play. Broncos are 19th. Uh, Drew Locke is starting for De- Denver. Seems like an easy bet to me. Raiders minus 110 on the money line. It's a pick against the Broncos. Uh, Cowboys against Washington. Um, my heart is just nodding this. <laughs> after after watching Army and Virginia Tech lose, I'm just, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting right now, my friends. Ah, would have been such a good gambling night into a bad one. Cowboys, minus 11 against Washington, <laughs> minus 110. Uh, I'm all the way out on the Washington football team. They stink. I've said it for the past few weeks. Uh, they're like a they're like a mini fraud where they're frauds like three weeks. Um, they rank in the bottom 10 in almost every single statistic. Over the last three games, Washington's averaging 4.3 yards per play, which is second last in the NFL. Only the shitty Jaguars have been worse offensively than Washington in the past three games, or yeah, the past three games. Um, Dallas Oak gained them 323 to 224, so by 99 yards in their earlier game or in their earlier matchup. Um, and now Dallas is going to be playing at home, so I expect a blowout in this one. I will take Cowboys minus 11 against Washington. Monday Night Football last game Saints Dolphins. I'm going with another favorite. I think I'm like I think I have 13 favorites and three underdogs this week. I'm gonna count it up after this, but I'm gonna go Saints minus three minus 115 against the Dolphins. Two teams that share a lot of similarities. They're both 7-7. Seven and seven. They're both characterized by poor offenses but solid defenses. Um, there's a reason why the total is set at 38.5. The Saints rank 26th in yards per play. The Dolphins are even worse at 30th in yards per play. But with that being said, the Saints, the Saints' strengths 
line up better in this matchup, so I'm going to lay the three points with them. They've run the ball on 47.67% of plays this season, which is the fifth highest rate in the NFL, and the Dolphins allow 4.3 yards per carry. So the Saints should find success on the ground. Meanwhile, the Dolphins get 72.47% of their offensive yards through the air. Um, that is like in the top five or top seven in the NFL as well. But the Saints secondary, I've been on them all season, but they've actually gotten a lot better in recent weeks. They've only allowed 4.6 yards per pass attempt over their last three games, which ranks third in the NFL in that stretch. Styles make fights. I say it all the time. I think the stylistic matchup in this in this one um, favors the Saints, and the Dolphins seem to be the public play. Public dogs that fleas. I would never bet solely on that, but I do believe there is some truth to that trope. Uh, Saints minus three, minus one fifteen against the Dolphins here. That's it. That's my 16th and final play. I'm going to go over my best bets and, and my teaser here. My teaser hit again last week. Uh, how many favorites am I on, though? Well, how many underdogs am I on? I'm on the Giants as an underdog. Jaguars, I guess, are a one-point underdog. So that's two. Uh, I'm on the Bills as an underdog, and I'm on the Browns. So I'm... And then there's one that's a pick'em. So what's that? 11 favorites, one underdog, and or four underdogs, and one pick'em. So a lot of favorites this week. Laying the chalk quite often this week. We'll see how that works out for me. I will now recap my picks. I'll give my best bets. I'll give my teaser, and then we'll get out of here so I can go cry about losing both Army and Virginia Tech right at the buzzer. God damn it. All right. Uh, 49ers minus 3, minus 115 against the Titans. Browns plus 7.5, minus 105 against the Packers. Cardinals minus 1, minus 110 against the Colts. Buccaneers, minus 10, minus 110 against the Panthers. Chargers, minus 10, minus 110 against the Texans. Bills, plus 115 against the Patriots on the money line. Falcons, minus 5.5, minus 107 against the Lions. Bengals, minus 3, even money against the Ravens. Rams, minus 3, even money against the Vikings. Jaguars, minus 105 against the Jets. Giants, plus 10, minus 115 against the Eagles. Seahawks, minus 6.5, minus 110 against the Bears. Chiefs, minus 7, minus 125 against the Steelers. Raiders, Raiders, minus 110 against the Broncos. That's a pick 'em. Cowboys, minus 11, minus 110 against Washington. And Saints, minus 3, minus 115 against the Dolphins. You may have noticed zero totals bets. I've all but given up on totals bets. I'm very, I think when I calculate um, how I count on my breakdown when I do my review of the road to 272 bets, my totals bets have been unbelievably bad. I feel like I haven't won a totals bet in a football game since like, since NOM, since the 80s, since the 60s. Tough. Uh, so all spreads this week, well, spreads and money lines. My five best bets are Bengals, minus three. Chiefs, minus seven. Bills, Plus 115, Raiders, minus 110, Rams, minus 3. And for a teaser, love this teaser, going to tease the Seahawks down from minus 6.5 point favorites against the Bears down to minus 0.5. So basically it's just Seahawks money line. And then Bills, I'm going to tease from 2.5 up to plus 8.5 against the Patriots. So Seahawks, Bills, 6 point teaser, love that play as well. I'm on a little win streak for my teasers. I think I've won three straight teasers. Um, all right, that's all I have for you, my friends. Subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. 
Um, I'm going to go cry about losing both Army and Virginia Tech at the buzzer. Uh, appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. All that good stuff. And I will talk to you all next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.